Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. And Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus. Built with the zero landfill promise, all waste is recycled or reused with more at PrestigeSubaru.com. And Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. Experience Asheville on a whole new level on a guided rooftop tour. Enjoy history, award-winning rooftop bars, gorgeous views, and van-chauffeured transportation. Tours daily, year-round, with cover and heated rooftop areas. Find out more at AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC. Be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and sign up for the Travel Club. We're going to have some really great travel news coming out for 2020, so get signed up and be looking for those wonderful vacation destination opportunities that are going to be coming your way. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website on the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Spotify, just about every podcast platform now is presenting Speaking of Travel. So you can listen anywhere, anytime in the whole wide world. And if you're like me, Your travel bucket list really never is complete. And I'll tell you, there's one place I can just not get enough of and why it never leaves my list of places to visit, and that is Italy. Italy. This special place is more than pasta and wine with historic cities and beautiful coastlines and endless history and really the nicest, nicest people. One visit just is not ever enough. And if you've ever thought of a trip to Italy, well, I'm telling you, now's the time to start thinking about going. And here to tell us why falling in love with Italy is easy is my guest, Mark Gordon-Smith, the founder of Private Italy Tours. Now, Mark has traveled across Italy for over 35 years, and he is the heart and soul of Private Italy Tours. And his unwavering commitment to providing unique and unforgettable experiences to his clients is what makes Mark number one. And Mark, I'm so happy to have you here on the show, starting off 2020, the new year, Italy. I love it. Well, thank you, Marilyn. It's very, very kind. I I do love Italy, too. And as you say, you just can't get enough of it. Every time I go back, there's new discoveries. And you know, it's not even that big of a country. It isn't actually. It's a hundred square miles smaller than the state of Arizona, which for a lot of Americans is just difficult to believe with the kind of diversity that they have. But it's true. Well, give us a little bit, just a little bit of um, Italian history, just because I've been there a couple of times and mm-hmm. I've been very fortunate to travel in different places. I've mm-hmm. been to Florence and Rome and Milan, uh, took a train down to Ancona 
to mm. take the ferry across mm-hmm. to Croatia. That was quite lovely. Nice. Went through Bologna. So really got to see a bit mm-hmm. of the country. Mm-hmm. And I found that every place was so different. The food was different. Even the way they made uh, gelato, <laughs> right? Which is really good. <laughs> right. And the risotto. Yes. Uh, you know, one of my trips was just all about tasting risotto. That's fabulous. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So tell us, just give us a little brief history of how how this diversity happened. Well, it, it's based primarily on the, over the centuries after the Roman civilization fell, the empire, that there was a lot of fighting amongst families who had political power and money, and the country was, was just simply chopped up. And in the middle of all of the the decisions that were made around treaties to protect certain boundaries, areas began to develop their own unique cultural uh, creativity, uh, cultural items, cultural things, cultural food. So as you travel, as an example, from Florence to Bologna, you're moving across centuries of borderland, and you're moving from the land of relatively basic pasta into the land that even the Italians call the breadbasket of Italy, which is Emilia-Romagna, Balsamica, Demodica, Demodica. Oh, geez. Anyway, there's a a great deal of diversity there. (laughs) Sorry. And uh, I have found, particularly in the last few years, traveling south has opened up a, a whole new... Uh, mindset about Italy for a long time I have focused on the north the lake region Venice Emilia Romagna down through Tuscany even as far as Lazio and Campania which is Rome and Naples the Amalfi Coast Capri go further south uh, into Puglia Abruzzo um, Basilicata and Sicily I just can't say enough good about uh, in terms of its culture the friendliness of the people uh, just fabulous well, there's so much diversity, like you said, and and so many um, just wonderful vibes everywhere you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you've been you've been going there now for a long time, yes, like I three have. decades. Yes, and I've seen a lot of changes in tourism uh, and the way that the Italians approach tourism. I believe what's beginning to happen in some of the larger cities and the more popular tourist destinations, Venice, Florence, Rome, Milano, um, and even Naples and Sorrento, they're used to us. So there's a little bit of a slip in their approach to the quality of tourist experience. When you get away from those bigger cities in these smaller provinces that are less known, they are learning the art of hospitality, and they are far more willing to open their arms and and open their hearts to meeting with you, sharing their recipes, sharing their wine, their olive oil, and the stories of their family. And a great many of them, uh, certainly as you move further south into Puglia and also uh, Campania, a large percentage of early Italian-American families that settled in New York and along the East Coast came from Bari, Brindisi, Napoli, those areas. And so there's this affiliation with the American culture that that they really connect with. That is so beautiful. What a wonderful way to really have an experiential type of um, visit. It it takes tourists, tourism even, and uh, travel to a different place because really being able to go into the big cities like Florence and Venice, and we'll talk about Venice a little bit more, but to be able to 
to go and see such beautiful museums and the cultural centers. Mm -hmm. But really, over time, the sustainability issues start to pop up where there's overcrowding. You really aren't, like you had said, getting that um, one-on-one experiential Mm -hmm. type of visit. So moving, moving your tours and your guests a little bit further away from mm-hmm. those hubs, but still being able to um, to suggest and, and help people get to those sure, urban centers are important. Yes. But I love the way that you've been able to, over all these decades, look at and be a part of and be mindful of that sustainable issue that's facing so many countries. Uh, and that's really true. I was looking at some statistics the other day. You mentioned Venice. This is true for Livorno, that the cruise ports now are offloading between 150 and 300,000 passengers a month. And as you say, sustainability in, in the city relative to restaurants, restrooms, uh, the ability to get into museums without them being crowded becomes a pretty big challenge. Well, certainly everybody wants to see the work of Michelangelo oh, and see. to, uh, <laughs> you know, be a part of uh, that culture and, and that art scene. But I love the idea of traveling to places where they also have a unique, uh, special, mm-hmm. creative side, mm-hmm. perhaps not uh, in the form of the UVC, no. but in their own right, their churches, Absolutely. their uh, their Stru- their their structures mm-hmm. absolutely uh, must all be very unique. They are, and I, when I've I teach uh, through adult education programs at a number of universities, and we talk about the art and history of of Renaissance uh, Italy. One of the things I try to get students to understand is that the history of Italy moves south to north. So that when you think about the Phoenicians and the Greeks when they first arrived, they were trading on Sicily and the southern coasts of the Adriatic and other parts of South Italy. So food developed differently, and as you move north, it got more refined, if you will. That's so interesting, and it's it's such a fascinating country in its own geography, uh, being the boot. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. boot. So really, this is something I never knew, that the history begins at the south mm-hmm. uh, in those ports and then moves its way up. Yeah, it helps a lot understand the architecture, the, the Byzantine, the Romanesque, all of those things really started south and moved north. Well, Mark, when we come back, I want to talk about going north. I, I definitely want to um, uh, talk in a little bit about the Venice mm. flooding and what's happening there. Okay. Um, and then really get down into the south and talk okay. about some Wonderful. of the tours you have. Well, Great. this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here with my guest, Mark Gordon-Smith, the founder of Private Italy Tours. Put Italy on your list of things to do in 2020. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals, don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog, rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. Prestige Subaru. On the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Hi, I'm Kay Bentley of Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. Want to experience that Asheville vibe from the sky? Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours offers up the best views of the city and the best way to see them on a -a one-of-a-kind guided rooftop tour. 
Enjoy history, award-winning rooftop bars, spectacular and mountain city views, along with van chauffeured transportation. Tours are offered year-round, rain or shine, with covered and heated rooftop areas. Come sip and see the city from a bird's-eye view with us. Visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Fly me to the moon. Let me play. Among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter and Mars. Buongiorno, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC, and might I add, the largest iPod platform now out is iHeart. So I am very proud to be a part of the the iHeart podcast platform. And remember, you can listen anytime, anywhere in the whole wide world on that free iHeartRadio app, including Italy. You can listen to Speaking of Travel while you're in Italy with my guest, Mark Gordon-Smith, on one of his incredible private Italy tours. Mark, thank you so much for being here today. My pleasure. Thank you, Marilyn. Mark, you've been doing these tours now for, like we were saying, 30 plus years, Mm -hmm. and you've seen so much I want to, and we talked a little bit about sustainability and the yes. issues, uh, certainly without bringing in climate change and, and all of that, there definitely is an increase in some weather conditions, which is really affecting the Venice area. Let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. The um, What typically happens climatically is that the Scirocco winds from Africa blow north from the south. Uh, out of Africa, pushing water up to the end of the Adriatic, the north end of the Adriatic, and at high tide, full moon, uh, they experience high water. What's beginning to happen is it's out of cycle flooding now. It isn't just those typical things, that there's high water coming unpredictably. The city now is probably, and I have not heard any figures, but my guess is half a billion or a billion euros worth of repair that has to be done to Venice. And it, 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 it went into St. Mark's Basilica. It flooded the hotel where we stay, the lobby of a hotel where we stay in Venice. It, this has been the worst that I know of, and friends in Venice have said historically it's the worst flooding the city has ever seen. Um, so it's going to take a long time for the city to recover. I would tell those folks that are listening to please go to Venice, but expect delays, expect things to be closed that you might want to see. And accept that uh, the effect of this high water flooding, this centuries high water flooding, is going to affect access to museums and churches. It just is. But still being able to visit and support the people Absolutely. is so important. Absolutely. And we were talking earlier, too, about the increased interest in southern Italy and, and why mm-hmm. that has happened and, and learning that Italy's history really started from the south and moved up north with Venice. That must have been one of the later cities to develop? It, it was relative to Rome um, and access to port because it was close to what is now Dubrovnik, uh, the Croatian coast. Uh, the Venetian ports were very accessible. 
Um, and so a lot of the ports along that Adriatic coast, as you go south to Puglia, Brindisi, Bari, uh, Otranto, and some other places, allowed access and easy access to the Greeks and the Phoenicians, the Egyptians, who were coming into what is now Italy and trading. Um, Venice really became a commercial center in the 12th century and beyond. And of course, it drew art and money and all of the things that, that happen. There have been so many wonderful movies filmed in oh, Venice. Gosh. Oh, I just love Numerous. the um, when the to go see a movie that takes place in Venice yeah, and see too. that culture because I've never been there. It's lyrically beautiful. It's definitely on my list, and and certainly on my list is visiting some of these southern Italy uh, places that you were describing, and mm-hmm. and that kind of brings us around to your your not your. 2020 and 2021 tour offerings, mm-hmm. because like we were saying earlier, in the past, you've taken people to Florence and to Rome and to some of the bigger cities. Mm-hmm. Certainly, you've always, with your history, been all through the country. But let's talk a little bit about these new tours and the mm-hmm. offerings that you have, because they're really going to be spectacular. Thank you, Marilyn. We, we've been offering a Southern Italy trip, which is a week uh, on the Amalfi Coast and a week on Sicily. And the structure of our tours is such that in one or both places, we offer a villa with private bedrooms and ensuite bath, and we do easy day excursions. Uh, I will say the villa in Sicily, which is on the Ionian coast uh, north of Catania, is one of the most beautiful that we offer. And that trip will be available in 2020 and 21. We are adding a 12-day excursion experience in Puglia, uh, which will also touch Basilicata to the city of Matera in 20. And that we have rented a spectacular castello. Uh, We'll spend four nights at a beautiful winery, Masseria, um, not too far north of Brindisi. And then we'll move everyone down to this incredible villa, exploring Lecce, Otranto, Arbolobello, and other cities. And part of this experience is to weave in a, a cook at the villa to experience wine tastings, learn about olive oil. Pulisi olive oil, I think, is right up there fighting Tuscany for quality. It's wonderful. So we're, we're going to stretch a little bit in 21. We're going to offer a two-week trip to Switzerland only because we've had a lot of clients ask us to do that. It's out of the norm, and it's going to be a fabulous trip. Uh, but in 2020, in the fall, we were offering the uh, Southern Italy and the Puglia trip. Uh, and we're going to do a lake region in the spring. Oh, that sounds lovely. So how would people get uh, more information? Because I'm sure there are people listening right now who are thinking, I think I might want to go on that trip. Okay. Italy's been on my bucket list. It's a good way Come to go. Come join us. <laughs> uh, the, the website is private-italy.com, private-italy.com. And all the information is there. Uh Contact information, you can send an email through our contact form. We'll respond within 24 hours, and we'll look forward to talking with you and discussing what you'd like to do. I wanted to also mention, Marilyn, that we do custom itineraries for those people who might want to go on their own and not necessarily be part of a small group. Our tours are only 12 to 14 people, but they want to go on their own. So we arrange hotels, private guides, private cars, uh, whatever special experience you might want, we can do that as well. That sounds lovely. And I wanted to ask you, I've been getting your newsletter for many years because you add history to them, beautiful Mm -hmm. photography. So if I were to go on the website, 
Is that where you would sign up for the newsletter? Yes, the uh, there is a link on our homepage for private-italy.com. The blog itself uh, is travelsacrossitaly.com. However, there is a link at the very top banner on the homepage for our blog. You can click there and sign up for the newsletter. That's great. It For me, having the constant um, messaging, you know, some people don't like having constant messaging. Mm-hmm. I happen mm-hmm. to, and, it, and it's not like you send out something every day. When you do, it is so full of history and um, it just, I I get... Um, so excited when yes. my email comes up with your <laughs> your, you, your newsletter, Mark, because <laughs> Italy has always been such a special place for me and my family, and um, and reading about these places that I have never visited, and what I was talking about earlier in the show about your, you know, we all have our travel bucket list. Mm-hmm. Where are we mm-hmm. going to go next? Mm-hmm. And I've had people on the show talk about um, the. Uh, the reasoning they have of not traveling someplace again. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, we've been Mm -hmm. there and there's so many places to go. But really in Italy, it's like you're visiting many different countries. It is, Marilyn. And and we've been very lucky. 38, 39% of our business is repeat business because people want to come back to Italy. I'm flattered, of course, that they travel with us. But as you say, the food, the culture, the cultural experience, the kind of uh, one-on-one that you'll feel and experience in Puglia is far different than you'll have in the lake region. Wine is different. The food tastes are different. The the seasonings used in the food are different. I will say consistently the open-hearted spirit of the Italian people is consistent. But it's wonderful to be able to go back, know that everything's taken care of, you don't have to worry about anything when you get up in the morning, and you'll have a great day with great food, and you'll meet great people. And that's the best part about it is the stories that you bring back, the memories that are Absolutely. made. Absolutely. They're yep. lifelong. I'm here today talking about Italy, one of my very favorite places on this whole planet Earth, with Mark Gordon Smith of Private Italy Tours and When we come back, we'll be talking more about this wonderful southern region and places that we can visit when we're there. Every story has its beginning, a starting point from which it wanders the long and winding road, weaving its way toward the final word. It is on this road where the greatest moments often lie, where memories are made, lessons are learned, and where experiences can be valued forever. Each story is a journey, blind to what lies ahead and conditioned by the road behind. While the destination may or may not be known, each journey is unique, unfolding in the moment and defined by those at the wheel. Regardless of where your journey takes you, it remains yours to create. Embrace the journey. Find your ride at PrestigeSubaru.com. This is Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport, and I have a travel tip for you today. I wanted to talk with you about practicing patience. Travel can be a stressful experience if you let it be. There's so much out of your control, especially if you experience inclement weather, long lines, mechanical delays, or other unexpected events. Take a deep breath and prepare yourself from the very beginning of your journey to be patient and ready for unexpected things to happen. Download movies or podcasts to your mobile device. Bring an extra book to read. Tuck your journal into your backpack and do some writing if you find you have the time. 
Some travelers even practice yoga or meditation during travel delays, a great way to keep calm and carry on. This has been Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Hi, I'm Kay Bentley of Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours offers up the best views of the city and the best way to see them. Experience that Asheville vibe from the sky on a -a one-of-a-kind guided rooftop tour. You'll enjoy history, award-winning rooftop bars, spectacular mountain and city views, along with van-chauffeured transportation. Tours are offered daily, year-round rain or shine with covered and heated rooftop areas. Don't miss the excitement. Come sip and see the city from a bird's-eye view with us. For more, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and it's time to catch up with our fellow traveler, Doc Lawrence, as he takes us along the Gourmet Highway. Well, today as we enter into this new decade, Doc is doing a staycation. He's in his hometown of Atlanta, Georgia. And why not? You know, sometimes being a tourist in your own backyard is not only fun, but it is so inspiring. Hey, Doc. Well, you know, I love Atlanta, but it's been a while since I've been down there. So what's going on and what's new and exciting? Marilyn, here we are in a new decade, and there's no better place for me to begin this new year on the Gourmet Highway than here in Atlanta, my hometown. The city has, of course, changed radically since I was a student at Emory University a long time ago. Now it's 6 million in population, a business and technology hub with its own restaurant culture. If Atlanta has a distinction, it's in two major areas, culture and civil rights. I love Maryland visiting the Woodruff Art Center, an expanse that includes the High Museum of Art, the renowned Atlanta Symphony, and the Alliance Theater. The Atlanta History Center covers over 30 acres of land in Buckhead. It's a vast facility that includes the History Museum, the Cyclorama, architect Neil Reed's magnificent Swan House, and the center's botanical gardens. Atlanta was home to Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. He was born here, preached here, and is buried here. It's the home of our beloved friend, Congressman John Lewis. And Marilyn, I know you join us in praying for John as he struggles with pancreatic cancer. If there ever was a fighter who could win, it's John. God bless you, John. Jimmy Carter's second home after Plains is Atlanta. And I know of no better place for relaxing and learning more about the country and the world than the Carter Presidential Center. Dining, Marilyn, where do we start? This is 2020, and I'm still discovering new miracles here. But I'm going back to a place that I've been dining with for several years tonight. It's Tim Pinkham's magnificent agave restaurant. It's the cuisine of the Southwest adapted to Atlanta, and it sets right by Cabbage Town across the street from Oakland Cemetery. I had lunch yesterday at Nick Leahy's Axe Atlanta, and his 1010 wine bar is adjacent to it, and it's a French restaurant near CNN Center that showcases the chef's interpretation of the dishes of Provence. Tonight, Marilyn, we're at Agave, and we're going to begin 
with a sparkling wine from New Mexico. Surprise. Gruet is as good as anything I've had from France. It is outstanding and made in the champagne method. We're going to have smoked salmon tostados. Maryland, I can't tell you how good this is. And tonight, we'll put the Jack Daniels off and begin with Tim's Craft Margaritas. There's nothing like them on earth. But we're going to celebrate the beginning of this new decade and all the fun we're going to have during this year, Maryland, together as we travel on the Gourmet Highway. So for now, this is Doc Lawrence for Maryland Ball. And speaking of travel, here in Atlanta, Georgia, saying I hope to see you soon in your hometown. All right. Well, I'm coming down there, Doc, in 2020, and we're going to explore Atlanta together because I want the grand tour. And remember, Doc, travel slowly. You can follow Doc's journey on the Gourmet Highway by visiting thegourmethighway.com. And now you can visit Italy with Mark Gordon-Smith in 2020 and take one of his incredible unforgettable tours. Mark, thank you so much for being here in the studio as we enter into this new year and this new decade. Happy new decade. Right. True. So now you'll be going into your like 40th decade of traveling Honest to Italy. Honest to God. <laughs> <laughs> With a name like Smith, you wouldn't think that was true. Oh my goodness. And you were, were you born in Italy? Uh, my father was military and was stationed in Tuscany for three years. I was in first, second, and third grade at a dependent school near Livorno. I think that's where I got bitten by the bug. I would think so. So let's talk a little bit more about Palooza, because that's a place that I've never been. And to be honest with you, coming on this trip in the fall is something that I'm definitely looking into. I hope you can join us. I'm going to do everything I can to get down there. Wonderful. So tell us a little bit more about this particular little area. Puglia is a, is a surprise. I can remember the first time I, I visited uh, Sicily and we started doing tours in Sicily that uh, my fear because of newspapers and other things was, oh, my God, it's dangerous uh, and dirty and the people aren't going to be nice. None of that is true. And my experience in Puglia has been similarly uh, similar to my first experiences in Sicily. They're friendly, open hearted. They're learning about hospitality. They want to share their culture with you. Uh, it's a very rough, rough terrain. It is very warm even through September and October, which is kind of nice for people who like the beach because the beaches in Puglia are the best in Italy. And that draws huge crowds uh, during the summer vacation month of August. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend August as a time to go. Um, Lecce, which is in the center of what we call the heel of the boot, uh, is also called as a nickname the Florence of Puglia. And it's a stunning city, and because of the color of rock uh, during the sunset hours, uh, these cities r- sort of poetically glow uh, because they absorb the afternoon light, that deep orange and gold that happens in Italy toward sunset. These cities are gorgeous, and they're full of uh, Romanesque, Byzantine. Some churches have been restored with Renaissance rose windows, phenomenal food. Um, and I will put a lot of the red wines from Southern Italy right up there with Tuscany. Nice. Well, it sounds just lovely. And being able to have that kind of people to people approach Mm -hmm. uh, is, I think, the way people want to travel now. So let's look at some other places because, you know, I've 
been to the bigger cities. I've been mm-hmm. to some smaller cities, but there are some little known places that we I've just never even heard of. So give us a little rundown on some of these other little towns that are okay. uh, becoming a little more well known. I would I would say down south before I lose that connection. Um, from Puglia, uh, Puglia a front uh, a butts, excuse me, uh, Basilicata, which is a province that goes all the way to the Mediterranean coast. And there's a town called Matera, which is one of the most fascinating, historically interesting cities I've ever been in, in Italy. Uh, It's where Mel Gibson filmed The Passion of Christ. And it's a texturally beautiful uh, city. So I I just wanted to make that connection to folks. If you're staying in Puglia, you can get to Matera very easily. I discovered about six years ago a small valley uh, village north of Milan, interestingly enough, in the foothills of the Alps called Craveggia near Domodossola. Phenomenal alpine architecture, small villages. Uh, There's a narrow-gauge railway that winds its way through the foothills of the Alps. And it's one of those places where you feel completely apart from the cacophony of the big city. Wonderful experiences. Um, I want to mention, for those who might want to go to Tuscany, a city that's very close to Lucca called Pietra Santa, which means holy rock, literally. And it's the center of sculptural schools in Italy. And you can actually walk into various studios and see people working on. And this is the same area of Carrara where Michelangelo got his marble. There's a great tradition there. Um, Ostuni in Puglia is called the White City. And uh, again, we're south, but again, a very, very beautiful city. And finally, I just wanted to mention, because I have a great amount of interest in Renaissance art, the city of Marciala which is in Tuscany, and they recently attributed a fresco in their small church of Santa Maria to Michelangelo. And you can actually go into the church and walk right up to it with a guide and, and encounter the art face-on-face where he created it many centuries ago. Um, these are just some a short list of some places. Certainly reach out to us if you have questions about other places you might want to visit that are out of the way. And I love that we could uh, create our own itinerary and you would be our guide, kind of virtual guide in getting it all set up. And tell us again the website so people can Um, go check it out. The website is private-italy.com and there is a contact form on that uh, website. You can reach out to us and we'll get in touch. That sounds great. Well, I'm here with with Mark Gordon-Smith, the founder of Private Italy Tours. We're talking Italy. I'm getting really hungry right now for a little bit of risotto, maybe some gelato. We'll be right back. What does being on a rooftop tell you about a city? With Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, you'll see Asheville, North Carolina like no one else can. Kay and her team have done their homework, and it shows. Sharing historical city photos from the 1800s and 1900s, These tours weave an intriguing tale of Asheville's early years, as seen from Asheville's award-winning rooftop bars. Kick back and relax for fun with friends and family and enjoy fabulous handcrafted cocktails, local craft beers and wines, and delicious appetizers while taking in the views from the sky. And you'll love the van chauffeur transportation to each stop. We provide a unique experience for visitors and locals alike. It's truly a time to bond, have fun, and learn some pretty awesome history and even make new friends along the way. Tours are offered seven days a week and year-round, included heated outdoor spaces and fire pits. Check out their website for tour schedules and ticket information, AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. 
Find them on Instagram, Facebook, and TripAdvisor. Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, when an ordinary tour just won't do. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. The best way to feel the love is to share it. That's why Subaru created the Subaru Share the Love event. Over the last 11 years, Subaru has donated over $145 million to charity. This year, we're continuing the tradition. Right now, when you get a new Subaru, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of charity partners. The ASPCA, Make-A-Wish, Meals on Wheels, or the National Park Foundation. This year, Prestige Subaru welcomes Homeward-Bound WNC and the Asheville Humane Society as our hometown charity partners. The Subaru Share the Love event, now through January 2nd at Prestige Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and we're here talking with Mark Gordon Smith about Italy. Italia. Italia. <laughs> I love it. It it just warms my heart to hear you talk about your people to people experiences, being able to really go in this wonderful um just there's always surprises. Uh, around every corner, around there's every cultural corner. Uh, surprises and um, colorful and language. And and we were talking about art because that is such a big part of what Italy is about. Mm-hmm. And there's been quite a movement recently with women mm-hmm. and, and art. Let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, the, the way that I began to encounter the importance of attribution of art by female artists of the Renaissance was through an organization called Advancing um, the uh, Advancing Women Artists Foundation and uh, met some wonderful people. Linda Falcone is the director in Florence. And we became very involved as a major donor in the restoration of the largest Last Supper ever painted on canvas by a female artist her name is Plautilla Nelly. And the work that Jane Fortune, who was the founder of the AWA, Advancing Women Artists Foundation, she was from Indianapolis originally. Um, she passed away last year from cancer. And Linda and that organization are carrying on the mission. Um, we became involved because I feel very passionate about the correct attribution of art, particularly for women whose role was so controlled and diminutized by men during the Renaissance. Uh, Artemisia Gentileschi, Sophie uh, Anguizola, there are a number of artists who are beginning to surface. There are pieces of art that I learned that were had been attributed to Caravaggio that were actually done by female artists. And so being involved in this has been very rewarding. The Advancing Women Artists Foundation is a very important uh, group of folks very dedicated. I felt very lucky to have been at the unveiling of Plautilinelli's Last Supper at Santa Maria Novella in Florence uh, in October. And uh, we videotaped a number of interviews with directors of the boards. And we hope to have a video out on the net in the next few months. My involvement has been very, very rewarding. And when I teach, I teach an entire class on uh, the female artists of the Renaissance. Well, there's, you know, this is universal 
mm-hmm. of uh, women being oppressed uh, throughout the ages and being undercover, you know, mm-hmm. doing their craft, doing what they're passionate about. Incredible talent. I, The story of Artemisia Gentileschi, uh, that's kind of a tongue twister, is fascinating about how she rose above her circumstances. There was a whole group of nuns who painted at San Marco Monastery in Florence, sold their art. Plautilla Nelli was part of that group. Um, and finally, thank goodness, through the efforts of organizations like the Advancing Women Artists Foundation, uh, these works of art are getting their due. Well, I am so excited to um, to to learn that this is happening because that's such an important part. So I have to ask you, Mark, because you've been traveling through Italy so much. Mm-hmm. Do you have a place that just is like maybe some place in Italy that warms your heart so much that you feel that maybe you have a long <laughs> connection there or is it every place you go? No, I, I, I don't want to prejudice people, I guess, because of my preference. I love Assisi uh, in Umbria. I think it's one of the most spiritual places in the world. It's a gorgeous place above the valley, the Umbrian Valley. It's just, it's poetically beautiful. The other places are these valleys north of Milan, near Domodossola, Creveggia, Santa Maria Maggiore, and other villages that are out way out of the way in these incredible alpine valleys, and very few Americans know about them. And Typical to similar to Assisi, when I'm there, I feel very spiritually connected to the people and the land and the history. And uh, so, those two places, I think. That's so beautiful. And going back to what we were talking about earlier, as far as the, um, you know, the, this issue of uh, over tourism is so prevalent mm-hmm. yes, in so many in so many countries in our world, mm-hmm. and. Being able to think, well, we you know, everybody's done a really good job in marketing because people want to go there and they want to experience the history and mm-hmm. and be a part of all that. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, just like any place, too much of a good thing yes. can, over time, really um, have consequences. Yes. And uh, as I said earlier, the larger cities are suffering because of us and one of the great things we love to do is to bring people away from those very intensely filled cities with tourists, experience the people more one-on-one in the countryside. It's just a better experience. It's certainly, you do have to get to museums and those other places. Venice had a big uprising against cruise ships, and that's beginning to make a difference about where they now can dock and how many people can be offloaded each month. So there are movements in the country to help with lowering the impact of tourism and still allow people easy access to these cities. Yeah. Well, we all we all have our bucket list and we want to go there and mm-hmm. there's something that's drawing us or something compelling us. And, oh, before yes. I die, I want to go here. Mm-hmm. And Italy is certainly uh, way up high on so many people's lists. And that's why your your private Italy tours is so appealing because you have the small group. Mm-hmm. So... People can get to know each other. Um, you're you're traveling together. Now, do you use a van in between places? We have uh, private vendors who are insured and bonded, et cetera, that take us on our daily excursions. Sometimes that's two smaller vans, sometimes a small bus. Uh, I have a microphone. I'm with the group the entire time, and we talk about the places we're going to visit. And I have said over the years— 
even in private conversation with Marilyn, it doesn't matter how you go, but go. Italy is just incredible. And I can't say enough good about it as a place to go and again and again. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm feeling. And again and again, because there's so many diverse cultures. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, when we were in uh, uh, Rome and then in Florence and then in Milan, the difference in the food Mm -hmm. uh, and the language was quite different. Uh, A quick story. I was, we were in Milan. We were staying in a very uh, neighborhood. We, Mm -hmm like to travel with, you know, more experiential where we're with people in the neighborhoods. And we were re- referred to a very small little family-run <laughs> uh, restaurant, mm-hmm. maybe 20 tables. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. It was full the of best. just the neighborhood locals. Sure. Everybody was talking and having fun, and they put down the menu, and I could not read <laughs> Uh, nothing. I could read nothing, even though I had I was somewhat familiar with the language when we were in Florence. Sure. Here, nothing. And <clears throat> my friend and I just looked at each other like, what are we going to do? Just put our finger on something and hope for the best. You can't go wrong. No, you can't go wrong. That's But true. sitting next to us was a woman and her, her daughter, maybe a teenage daughter. And I just looked over and said, do you speak English? Mm-hmm. And the mother was no, but the daughter had learned some English from visiting her sister in Miami. Oh. <laughs> and she ended up reading us the entire menu. It's wonderful. It was. It was just, the people there are so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Just very such open, lovely. Very giving. And really, the, the natural resources all around, the natural beauty, like you were saying, the mm-hmm. geography. Um, we, it's a winner. We've talked. I'm sorry, I interrupted. That's okay. We've we've talked often when I'm with clients. We're sitting around a table on the terrace at the villa in the evening, and having a couple glasses of wine about what is it about the Italian culture, and food, and the Italians to a person, no matter where you go, want to spend time around the table with a family. That's number one. Keeps the family together. But number two, they know where the wine was grown, what the name of the grape is. They know where the goats were fed, what kind of hay they ate. I mean, it's that detailed and have great passion about learning what they're putting into their bodies. And I think it's a really good thing. And I learned from it. We all do. Absolutely. And you feel, even though I've discovered this, you eat and eat and eat because you cannot stop. But the food is so healthy. It's so good. And you always end up doing so much walking. Mm-hmm. You do. You walk everywhere. I love it. <laughs> so true. it all balances out. Mm-hmm. You it come does. back and you've lost weight, but in, you've eaten all this wonderful In general, food. that's true. <laughs> it is. You do. Well, Mark, I can't thank you enough, and I want to make sure that people know where they can find you, how they can connect with you, and, and find out more information, and sign up for this fall trip in 2020 and come along. We'd love to have you join us. It's private-italy.com and you can connect to our newsletter, our travel blog at those sites and we'll begin doing some podcasts in 2020. Well, thank you so much for being here on Speaking of Travel and I'm going to be putting on my website on the speakingoftravel.net website some of Mark's blogs so that you can share uh, through me what's Mm -hmm. happening and we're going to make... 2020, the year of Italy. Yes, absolutely. I hope. Well, Mark, thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure. This thank is you. Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel here with uh, my my guest, Mark Gordon-Smith, the founder of Private Italy Tours. This, You know what? This week is the beginning of a new year, a new decade. I want you to go out and really try something new. Try a new language. I've got my... Uh, 
my program, my little app, and I'm starting to learn my Italian again. I'm a little rusty. But go out and really make change happen. Be the change you want to see in the world. Because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. Joy.